Shannon. And I'm Rob. And this is the Only in Fairfax podcast. And today we're bringing you a bunch of really cool stuff. We are, yes. So, <laughs> we have a theme song. Yeah! Which I am is, so yeah. excited about this theme song. I just heard it, and I cannot wait to have Shannon play it for you. It's amazing. Well, I've already played it in the space-time continuum that we're in. Uh, so that's from Barry Mullis of The Shots, uh, and he is a... Fairfax resident, and he and his wife Priscilla are in a band called The Shots, and uh, their next gig is going to be on July 21st, that's a Saturday, at the Kara Estate Vineyard, and that is in Katati. The exact address is 1010 West Railroad Avenue Yes, in Katati, so... Go check them out, or if you see them uh, playing around town, or just go to theshotsmusic.com. And, uh, and just listen to some of their tunes. I mean, they're a really nice, great band to go listen so to. so talented, so talented. We also have official podcast artwork. Yay! <laughs> uh, from Holly Pearson, who you might remember from our inaugural episode. Um, and she did, a fan- com, and and she, yeah. she did a fantastic job in our last podcast. If you haven't heard it, I would yeah. go back and t- take a listen. Yes. Um, so today, Rob. Yes. I'm going to be telling you about a piece of Fairfax history. Oh, did you know that okay. the last political duel in Fairfax, or sorry, the last political duel in California was fought right here in Fairfax? No. Yes. How could that be? You know what? That's folklore. <laughs> well, you know what? I might, I might have a little something to say about that at the end, a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, but. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and then I will come back, and I'm going to tell you all about it. I've been doing some research. All right. Okay, so so here we are. Rob, now I'm really going to tell you about the Fairfax duel. Okay, well, that was a good practice one. That was a good practice one. Yeah, I just told him almost the whole story and was not recording. So We are super new at this podcasting thing, and we're learning as we go. And this is one of those learning situations that, wow, it's it's actually great. Which actually is good because, uh, so we're actually recording this today at 123 Bolinas, uh, after the brunch service has closed, and when we were initially here, they were still plating up, and there was a lot of background noise. So but now it's so now so maybe it was meant to be. Anyway, Rob, let's May get 25th, started. May twenty fifth, eighteen sixty one. Sounds like a great year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was a lot going on, but you know. Uh, so this is on the estate of Lord Charles Snowden Fairfax, uh, who you might all uh, and you might also know his property is the Marin Town and Country Club. Yes. Over here, over here. And for those who don't know, we are talking about the, the duel. Oh, the Fairfax duel. Which yes. is why we were bringing up all this, Yeah. what I call folklore, yeah. but in some circles. I mean, there, there's definitely some truth to it, um, but I think a lot of things have been lost to time. Um, so I just want to say, starting off here, that the main article that I read that sort of got me down my rabbit hole, uh, I found it on this website, goldengatearms.com. It's and what a, is that? It's a website for a fencing school in San Rafael. Okay. Um, which looks really cool. Um, although you have to be like super in shape but the, to But do the fencing. duel we're going to talk about today, was it with swords? It was was it with pistols or rifles? It was rifles? with rifles okay. at 40 yards. So the other thing that Golden Gate Arms does is they provide historical consultations on duels for uh, movie makers and theater people. So they know a lot of shit about duels. So the first, was it the first duel or the... The only duel that's occurred in Fairfax that we know of. Uh, as far as I know. Well, it's the last political duel in California. Okay. so Which that's... means there were maybe other duels, but 
I mean, the personal is political, so aren't they all political tools? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and through that rabbit hole, I, uh, I discovered the California Digital Newspaper Collection, which is free, and it's digitized California newspapers from 1846 to the present. So you can actually get these for free? Yeah, I was able to read the original news stories when this happened, and the newspaper was the Daily wow, that's Alta. Really, really so the website is a cdnc.ucr.edu, and uh, I just think it's amazing they provide this this service. So the two combatants in the duel were Charles Piercy and Daniel Showalter. Uh, Piercy. The news reports at the time say he was 28 years old. Although okay. when I look at his birth date and death date, like on Wikipedia, uh, it says he was... No, I'm sorry. When I look at his birth date and death date on Wikipedia, it says he was 28. Okay. But the newspaper at the time said he was 24. So I don't know... So they were uh, off a few years. Maybe they were trying to maybe... Make it seem Make younger, it more dramatic. dramatic. I don't know. Uh, Showalter was 33. Uh, like I said, they fought with rifles at 40 yards. So obviously a duel in itself is kind of a dramatic... Uh, I, I think those, that's the way people resolved issues at that time. <laughs> um, but the reasons behind it seemed kind of weirdly mundane and a little... And I'll explain what I mean. So the, the issue that they were arguing over, they were both uh, assemblymen in the California state legislature. Hmm. So this is like two or three days before the duel. So this is like a political yeah. argument, So there was so a speak. vote, but it was crazy... Well, What's crazy is the, the duel wasn't even over the issue itself, which I think is itself a very important issue, but they were basically being pissy with each other about how they were spoken to. So they so they was, got all up in their feelings and just, yeah. So the way they talked to each other. Then. Yeah. Like, I never, ever want to hear again that a woman is too emotional to hold political office because <laughs> these are some messy bitches who love drama. Anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, Piercy was a unionist. Okay. And Showalter was a secessionist. So the Civil War is just starting about this time. And uh, there was going to be a resolution about whether California would support the Union. The vote was, if you vote for this, you're going to support the Union. And sometime during this vote, there was some kerfuffle over whether, as people were voting, they could explain the reasons behind their vote. So they didn't... So people were voting, yeah. but... Okay, and they was And I guess Showalter wanted to give an explanation of his vote and Piercy was like no you can't and Showalter then said that he had contempt for anyone who disagreed with him now was he a unionist or was he he was the secessionist okay um and we're gonna have more on him later he's kind of an asshole um so Piercy and this is a direct quote from the newspaper I just I love this what the way these people talked I objected in all kindness to the explanation and I regret that the honorable gentleman from Mariposa has met my objection in the way he, that he has. I would ask him now, as an honorable gentleman, whether he wishes to make any explanation. And Showalter was basically like, I said what I said. <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing. That's a, very, that's a very nice way to say something, though. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> in and today's then, political climate, you wouldn't get that kind of niceness. <laughs> and then Piercy says, then I hurl it back in his teeth. And with all the contempt that language can express, and I have not language strong enough to express it. Hurled it back to his teeth. In his it's teeth. like it's like kicking his face. So at this point, everybody <laughs> everybody in the assembly is like, there's people are saying, order, order, and there's cries of confusion. And from what I read, this was all essentially code, and as soon as this went down, 
everybody were there was like, oh, these bitches are dueling. Oh, they're going like, to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Piercy felt he had no alternative. I mean, it was, you know, you get called out like that, you're going to you're gonna get down and, yeah. and take care of business. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, everyone gets their weapons together, and they're in their seconds. So, I think they each had two seconds, um, and they have doctors with them. Well, now, now this, so they, was the duel in San Francisco, or did it actually come to Fairfax? They went to Marin County. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but there was so, no bridge at that point, so they must have taken some sort of... They took a ferry. They took a ferry. I'm not sure that it was any of the, Well, obviously it wasn't any of the ferries that exist now, but I don't know what the routes were, but they, <clears throat> they took a ferry. Over. All right. Um, so if you've ever... Uh, I think we've established that you have not seen or listened to Hamilton, which is shocking to me, honestly. <laughs> but there, uh, if you listen to the Ten Dual Commandments, there's like a whole lot of... There's a lot of... Um, there's rules. There's rules, rules around, yeah. There's rules like, rules. Like yeah. any sort of combat, there's some rules. Yeah. Um, although these rules are different from that song, so, um, yeah, anyway. Oh. oh so. Sorry, there's a, there's a, there's a fire truck going by. Hooray for Ross Valley Fire. Thank you for keeping us safe. Um. And there goes my cousin. So, they get their weapons and everybody, and they all head over to Marin County. And they were supposed to meet at a place called McDuffie's Ranch. And the only, I've looked it up, the only thing I can find about it is that it was six miles the, from San Rafael. So, the down downtown Serafell or the Civic Center some some place the uh, center of whatever the center of yeah. downtown Serafell it was six miles from there whatever San Rafael <clears throat> was at that time and so it was supposed to be 1130 in the morning so keep in mind at the time though dueling was illegal and the sheriff had gotten wind of things um, so he shows up at the dueling ground right huh. after everybody gets there and he arrests his show Walter so what about what about uh, Pierce he was hiding in the bushes. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I guess the sheriff maybe didn't have, like, super sleuthing skills. But I think, him. yeah, and I don't think, it didn't sound like Piercy wanted to duel anyway. It doesn't. I mean, when you, yeah, when you get down to it. But, um, so they, they, they do arrest Showalter, and they take him, uh, they take him back to court, and there's supposed to be a hearing, but the prosecutor didn't show up. Huh. And... They just let him go. They just let him go. So you, the prosecutor doesn't show up. He and gets arrested. Like, they let him go. Yeah. So so the no duel. No well. So he hightails it uh, from the courthouse to the home of Doctor Alfred Talia Farrow, and that's where all the seconds had rendezvoused. So both sides, their seconds are there. The doctors are there, and Doctor Talia Farrow's house is in what would later become Fairfax. Huh. So, what's interesting, well, interesting slash confusing about this is the whole reason I found out about this duel is that it's, it's on the Fairfax Wikipedia page. Oh, okay, so. And, and the, is it a big mention, or is it just a It's slight? just like, oh, this is one of the things that happened in Fairfax. They don't go into a lot of detail. I had to do a lot of extra research on my own. They, everybody, oh, not everybody, but Wikipedia says, okay, this happened at the home of, of of Lord Charles Snowden Fairfax and that basically he had lunch with everybody beforehand and tried to talk them out of it. Oh, so he actually sponsored a lunch with... Both sides. Both sides. So super awkward lunch. <laughs> um, and he tried to talk them out of it and they said no so that after lunch they went... It's and, a, it and sounds like them. a family barbecue going not so well. Really? I mean... <laughs> I mean, some of my family barbecue. But, uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway um, so what's really interesting, so uh, the Fairfax history book, which you can get at the Fairfax Variety Shop, and I 
highly recommend it. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there and just cool historic photos of the town. Uh, it's like 20 bucks. Just give yourself a present. Go pick yeah, it up. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, all of the news accounts at the time say it was Italia Farrow's house. Now, in 1855, uh, Charles Fairfax married this woman, Ada, and they went to visit this dude, and they admired his land, and <laughs> the guy was like, oh, you can just have it as a wedding gift. Wow. Because I guess that's just... What that's rich, what, I guess that's what, what you did. people do. I don't know. Is this, <laughs> now, is this the same did? Fairfax as, as Fairfax from Virginia? Yes. Yeah. Is there like a tie there? Because I keep on... Yeah, he is the, he's the son of that family. He came out here during the gold rush to try to make, make his, his fortune. fortune. And not do so great in the gold rush, but eventually got into California politics and, okay. and started this town. And actually, the whole reason the town is named Fairfax, I think this is hysterical, is after they were given this land over where the Marin Town and Country Club is now. They just threw lavish parties and they hosted and they entertained all the time. And people would say, oh, what that, are we doing tonight? Let's let's go to the Fairfaxes. And that's actually a very interesting piece of history because yeah. I don't think Fairfax has been able to shake off that piece of history. <laughs> I mean, people do like today. to come here. They to, love to come yeah. here. They've got fantastic restaurants and Absolutely. music. And but I just think it's funny that it's not named after like, oh, he fought this great battle or you know, did all this philanthropy for the people. It was like, no, he just threw a lot of parties and so we named the town. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, so that so then he so, was at the bar, at the so, barbecue? Well, <laughs> it was not, I don't know that it was a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the barbecue trying to figure out like, we are, we are, hey guys, we are rewriting let's history not, right let's now. not, let's not yeah, duel. Yeah, piece of chance. Anyway. Um, Love thy neighbor. <laughs> so it's confusing, it's confusing about who actually owned the house at the time. Maybe Talia Farrow, Farrow just gave him like some of his land, but he still owned some of it. But it does seem that, like something got lost in translation between uh, the newspaper accounts of the day and, and Wikipedia. Um, Interesting. Okay. So anyway, okay. So it's about quarter past three, and everyone goes to the meadow where they're going to have this duel. So Piercy's there, Showalter's there, their seconds are there, they each have a doctor. What is a second? Uh, I, I guess it's like, they negotiate the terms of the duel. Again, if you had seen Hamilton, you would know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta go see Hamilton. <laughs> you really do, it's amazing. Anyway, sorry. Uh, hot take, Hamilton is good. Um, <laughs> but... I think if one of them becomes injured, maybe they're supposed to fight in their stead. Oh, or one of them doesn't show up, potentially. Maybe, okay, maybe. That, that. But they do negotiate the terms of the duel. Um, so, but then there's like 20 people who just like just show randomly up to watch. Show up. People probably from the barbecue that they were having. I guess you know, they didn't. They didn't have cable, <laughs> so what are they gonna do? Um, and then right before the duel, this is from the newspaper article of the time. I love this description. A bunch of cattle, I guess, wandered over to the meadow because they're like, "Oh, some shit's going down over here." And um, they so also, this place was big farmlands yeah. in anyway. So yeah, yeah. This cattle, they also don't have cable, so what yeah. are they gonna do? Um, so spectators said that among them were two or three large bulls who kept up an incessant mournful lowing, which to some of the outside crowd had a peculiarly, sorry, Cute. ominous sound. Peculiarly, I can't say it. Uh, also, both guys are dressed entirely in black. The sun is setting. Do they it's have just... top hats on as well? I mean, did they let's, have the fantastic black Let's top say hat. yes. I mean, it's May, so they must have been... It must have been a little chilly, then. I mean, it's, pre, well, it's pre-global warming, so yeah, they, it might have been chilly. Um, okay, so how it's supposed to go down 
is the guys, the two duelers, were supposed to have their weapons straight up in the air. Okay. And then there's this other guy who's like the duel referee. Okay, say. so they had a referee. Yeah, I don't think that's what he was. But the duel referee huh? is someone that like kind of makes... He's, he's the one who like counts down, you counts know? Counts down, makes sure everyone's holding the rifle correctly yeah. and no one's exactly. cheating. So he's supposed to say ready, and then they're going to level their rifles. And then he's going to say fire, one, two, three. Okay. Which sounds super... It sounds backwards fire, to me. Fire, one, two, three. I feel then, like it would be like one, two, three, fire, but... Okay. I mean, I'm not here to judge. So fire, I mean, I am, okay. but yeah. So do they fire at, at the fire, word fire? They're allowed to fire any time between the word fire and the word three. Okay. So... Not after, not before, but during exactly. that. Okay. So during... Uh, and I'm going to... So the first attempt, and I'm giving something away here, Showalter fires at one, Piercy fires at two, and they both missed. Huh. Uh, Showalter said, though, that he felt Piercy's bullet pass close to his face. Okay, so they had a little yeah. discussion about this afterwards and yeah. well, felt so like, okay. Yeah, well, I guess the newspaper. So, well, how undramatic. So, yeah, and so at, and actually, after they both missed, everybody there was like, okay, we're all cool then. You guys have both kind of, you've preserved your honor. All right. Uh, let's just go back to the house for drinks, right? A little boring, but yeah, yeah. let's go, let's go, and let's go party. Let's go finish our barbecue. Showalter says load the rifles again so so he's not letting this go so he's a separatist yeah and he's a secessionist secessionist and piercy is like well shit i can't back down now i'm you know my honor blah 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 um so they go for round two all right so this time they both fire at two so it was equally they both should they they fired at the same time okay and mr piercy fell heavily to the ground that's a quote uh, he got shot in the mouth. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if it went right through his tongue. Ouch. He said it passed, the bullet passed through the lower part of his head, Ugh. and it broke the vertebrae of his neck. They said there was blood coming out, and that it sounds like he died almost instantly. Like, maybe not he, qu- not quite instantly, but he was at least knocked unconscious, and then he died. Oh, definitely. So hopefully it wasn't he, too painful. However... <laughs> There are some conflicting reports. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so <laughs> there's, there's some painful. conflicting reports uh-huh. though that on the second round, the word "ready," w- the, you remember they were supposed to level their guns at each other. The ready, word ready. And some people say that he didn't. Uh, the referee guy did not say the word "ready." So it's ready, fire one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, most of the spectators there, and this is a quote were not friends of Mr. Piercy, were politically opposed to him, and most of them were of the party who had vowed vengeance upon him from the moment when he broke back of the secession senatorial influence. So this, there might have been a little cheating there. Or something. I mean, I, yeah. I mean. All I have are are like two newspaper articles. Interesting, Um, okay. I wonder if there's there's another account of this. When I read that, that like most of the people there it sounds like we're on the side of the Confederacy. I was like, oh, shit, in California? In California. Right? Because we like to think we're above all this. And I actually wondered about our name, you know, oh, yeah. our town's namesake. So I looked online, and again, I only do research online. So if any of you people out there are uh, more diligent historians or than I am. Or have some in- more information than we have, please. Please let us know. Fairfaxpod at gmail.com. Um so I couldn't find anything that definitively said that Charles Fairfax was a secessionist, but he was from Virginia, and his family did own slaves. Okay. So that's uh, and his There's wife a- Ada was the niece of John C. Calhoun, 
who was a senator at the time from South Carolina who once called slavery. So he wasn't a slavery a character. Good. I mean, so that's maybe a little. There's awkward. a little history, maybe, weird, awkward history there. Maybe don't name your, name your town after someone because they throw good parties. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so there's a quote uh, from the newspaper after he died, which is kind of uh, very heartbreaking. It says. The victim was a young and remarkably promising man. He was engaged to be married to Miss Merrill of San Bernardino. Oh. And the wedding was to have taken place in about ten days. He had been ill all winter and showed the effects of it in his face. Uh. The universal feeling was that his life had been sacrificed to his unflinching devotion to the Union in defiant opposition to the secession influence of the legislature. So... He didn't want to. He didn't want to do the duel. He was feeling sick. He was getting married. I mean, who would want to do this kind of stuff? Yeah. Knowing that uh, you had a whole life planned ahead of you. Very interesting history. Yeah. So this was the last political duel in California. Oh, and then another interesting tidbit I found in another news article was that um, Piercy and Showalter they were in the same party that came out west to California from the east. Interesting. So I they... think Showalter was from Pennsylvania, and I think Piercy was from. Indiana or Illinois I get the I states mixed up it's terrible but yeah so they actually they traveled out here with a bunch of other people out west and then they parted ways so no so that's interesting kind of just a weird little tidbit yeah how how things change in in politics I think we're getting a little bit of that now yeah so Showalter (laughs) okay this asshole after this he books it down to Los Angeles County uh, to meet up with some other secessionists and they wanted to go east to fight for the Confederacy, but they're hiding from the law because, you know, this, they just committed they, a. They've uh, killed this guy. Dueling is illegal. Right. They were eventually captured, but then, <laughs> basically, the people who captured them let them go after they squared allegiance to the Union. Guess what? They were they lying. Mm-hmm. They immediately went to Texas and joined the Confederate. Well, not not immediately. <laughs> Sorry, it might have been a couple years. But they went to Texas. They joined the Confederate Army. And Showalter was made a lieutenant colonel. So in 1864, after his colonel fell ill, he was supposed to take over, but he was found drunk and unable to command his regiment. Okay. So then almost a year after that, his regiment is getting actually attacked by the Union. Showalter is again found too drunk to command. Everybody panics. They had uh, another battalion had to come in and rescue them. And at that point, they relieved Sounds like him. He's, he spent way too much time in Fairfax having those Fairfax <laughs> parties. <Yeah. laughs> so he was relieved of his command. So after, all those years. After the second time. Uh, exactly. All those years that he didn't yeah. go to Texas, he was actually partying it up in Fairfax yeah. and then decided to go to Texas to become So after the war, uh, a colonel. <laughs> in 1865, he went to Mazatlan in Mexico okay. to manage a hotel. And a year later, he died of lockjaw as a result of a bar fight. Ooh. So really, he just sounded like a real peach. Yep. And not guy. only that, he died from the yeah. same way his poor Pearson died. So I will also, I feel like I have to, uh, out of all honesty, at the end of me uh, researching this, I did find just a clause in one article that actually the place where the duel was fought, it was Fairfax at the time. It was Fairfax, okay. It actually might be San Anselmo <laughs> But it might be so. It may so. So, so all might, this, all, all this, this might actually be the San Anselmo duel. It might be this. The, that might have been the. And I'll say the duel is not in that history book that you can get at Fairfax Variety, the Fairfax history books. So maybe 
the dudes who wrote that book, if we can get them on the pod, that would be that amazing. That would be awesome. Um, so yeah, so anybody listening, if you have any additional information, please, please let send us it know. our way. Uh, totally blew my mind. <laughs> Thank you, and Shannon. That's, that's awesome. Fairfax. That was a really great story. <laughs> I didn't know Fairfax had so much history. Well, oh. I knew it had a lot of history, but not this type yeah. of history. Yeah. All right. So uh, when we come back, uh, a few last words. And we're back. We're back, yes. <laughs> uh, so, Rob, as we close out for uh, this edition of the podcast, uh, can you tell me something in fair... Like, I want to do a segment every week that... Or every... Sorry. Every week might be ambitious, but every episode uh, that is our favorite Fairfax thing. Just something and in town that is... You know what I'd that love... That you like or has made you happy. Yeah. What's absolutely made me happy is coming to the Fairfax Farmer's Market. Oh, yeah. Every Wednesday from 4 to 8. Yes. You can come here and buy fresh fruits and vegetables. There's live music. Yeah. There's all sorts of things. They you can even get goods. like You can get prepared foods that are delicious. Oh, God. It smells so good. Because I, I park amazing. my car when I commute to work. I park by the ballpark and... And the prices are oh. good and you're supporting local local yeah. people there's also arts and crafts yeah kids are here it's a really great it's a lovely great there's event. a guy making like balloon animal sculpture things it's really cool yeah i agree and what do you love about fairfax what has made you particularly Something happy something has made me happy this was actually a couple weeks ago now um but there there's this oh gosh i should have looked this up before we started chatting but there's this guy, Steve Katz, okay. who I think maybe used to be a council person or something in town. But he basically, so remember... Uh, and what does Steve Katz do? I actually don't know. But a couple weeks okay. ago, there were going to be all of the marches all around the country uh, to protest the family separation, zero, toler zero tolerance policy at the borders. And he was... And the nearest one, there's going to be one in San Francisco, and there's going to be one in Petaluma. And I was, was actually, actually here, one in Fairfax. I too. was debating. No, a couple of days before, he's like, you mm -hmm. know what? My wife and I can't make it to Fairfax, or can't make it to San Francisco. Let's have one here in town. And I was great. like, great. So that it was supposed to, be, it was supposed to be from like ten to two, or maybe eleven to two. I actually right before went to the went to Fairfax Variety, and uh, got some poster board and some sharpies to make okay. a sign. I have no artistic talent whatsoever that's okay uh, so i scrawled <laughs> it, i scrawled up one side of my sign said uh, end family separation now and the other side said racism does not equal patriotism because i think people are a little confused about this these days exactly there was at one point i want to say around two 200 people maybe more in the parkade in the parkade and fantastic people were doing chants they were singing songs um the vast majority, I'd say 99% of the drivers who went by were, were honking, honking their support. support. Mm -hmm. You know, there were, we got the occasional That's awesome. That's, that's down. really, really great uh, that we know. had such a great show up of and just local citizens yeah. really, really supporting an issue that's very, very dear in a lot of people's hearts. Yeah, and I was really torn because I, I thought, well, maybe it's important to go to San Francisco because I felt like this is, there's so many, there's so many things to protest about nowadays. But I felt like this is the one where it's important that there's a show of numbers. And, and you know what? I, I think it's important to have a show of numbers anywhere you are. Yeah. And to support, I, a, to support something as I felt that way about the Women's March. And I, and I honestly thought, well, maybe I should go to San Francisco. Just, just be one more body there. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, I've actually been reading a lot about uh, combating fascism and, and activism. And, and 
one thing that stood out is like really act as locally as you can and I thought about like if there's like if there are immigrants in town who are scared I think it's important that they see that their town <laughs> god I'm gonna cry that their town is out there uh. to support them you know and um Shannon, I think I think it's fantastic that it our was town great. came together for something as important. It was as this. amazing, and 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 this guy Steve Katz and his wife brought bottles of water, um, and at one point things kind of died down a little bit. Uh, actually, there was a medical emergency. Somebody, I think, it was very hot that day. Oh sure. And somebody got overwhelmed by the heat, and so of course our, our uh, lovely uh, fire department over here they brought an ambulance out. But you know, so things kind of died down a little bit, and I was still sticking around. And I was actually getting ready to leave because I thought, oh, it's like one o'clock and nobody's here. And then reinforcements showed up. Oh, some more people actually showed yeah. up. And they were actually people who were in, they were in San Marin for some kind of conference, but they had decided to drive around to all these different protests to offer support. And they had like great chants and they were just young, So they actually came in and young, they give, they give people, they sort of like the. People, <laughs> like a, and like we were getting secondary. people to honk you know, for us. And it was just, I ended up being out there until after two o'clock and it was just lots of supporters that day. I mean, obviously there's, there's much more to do besides that. Sure. Um, look up a racist Texas, R A I C E S. Uh, they're, they're donating, uh, legal support. They're collecting donations to provide legal support to a lot of these families. It's very important. Um, but I just, I will say I started off thinking like, oh, what's a what's a protest in a tiny little town like this gonna do? Gonna be, and and it was actually much bigger than you thought. It was bigger than I thought it uh-huh. was gonna be, and you know, and maybe maybe a lot of it was just us making ourselves feel better. Woohoo! Um, Fairfax Police Department, oh, Ross wow. Valley, we support you. <laughs> but uh, I was just glad to see so many people turn out, and people had their kids there, and it was just great. Fantastic. So, yeah. Um, so I guess we should wrap up this yeah, episode. I, yeah, this was great. Yeah. Thank you, Shannon, for sharing such a fantastic piece yes. of Fairfax history. I thought it was very interesting and yeah. fascinating. And who, who knew? Yeah. I but mean, maybe maybe it wasn't in Fairfax. It could have been in San Anselmo. I know. Maybe it, we should fight a duel over it. Maybe I mean, because you're from San Anselmo originally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from, I grew up in San Anselmo. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, basically, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Um Please rate and review us wherever you're listening to your podcast. Uh, and if you have ideas about topics, any ideas, we're, we're topics. still we're just feeling this out. We both have full time jobs. Rob has a kid. I have two dogs, so we're doing this when we have time in our free time. Uh, and we lo- and we would love to he- hear your thoughts. We would love to interview you if you have something cool going on. If you have an event coming up that you want us to yep. talk about or, or come to, um, so you can email us at fairfaxpod at gmail.com or uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, fairfaxpod all one word um, we are thank you eventually going to get a website <laughs> up and running I am not that good at it but we're going to figure it out exactly uh, but please please get in touch please let us know what you want to hear uh, any ideas like just we, message us we, we just, will we, we will uh, get we yeah. will get uh, your we will get in touch with you yeah all right Uh, So, until next time. Signing out. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you.